This is Kari Gale. And this is Tony Critz. Welcome to the Pilgrim Lost Podcast, a space for those who wander and wonder. Tony, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Kari. How the hey who are you? I'm good. I'm in the good. new year. In the new year. Here's to 2021. God bless it. Come on, oh. 2021. Uh, it really has. I saw something funny. I won't actually repeat it because I we don't want to have, you know, coarse language. Well, maybe no coarse language. No this, coarse this language. This pod is for, is for families, family friendly. Family friendly. But it basically said something to the effect of, hey, 2021, all you have to do is be better than 2020. That's it. There's, it's not a high bar. That's all you got to do. So you know what? If we start, we're starting out low. We just, we have nowhere to go but up. That's what I'm thinking. Can I tell you a quick story about um, my, one of my last experiences in 2020? Please do. So for Christmas, I bought the boys, we bought the boys uh, a quarter pipe skate ramp. Okay. And it's pretty big. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, a meter high, meter and a half wide, and two meters long. So it's it's good size. You know, it's almost the size of like a Mini Cooper. I mean, it's a decent size thing. And Sam Martin, who was on our podcast, yeah, he let me borrow his truck. Well, he helped me bring it down to the house. So we're driving down I-5 from his house in Vancouver with this quarter pipe in the back of his car, loosely strapped. Uh-oh. I see. The thing weighs... Going. The thing weighs like 160 pounds. Okay. Okay. Wind caught up underneath it. We're on the phone. And Sam yells, he yells, oh my gosh, it's flying out. And I look in my rear view mirror back at the truck. And the quarter pipe is above the truck cab in the air on Interstate 5. Hits and bounces at 65 miles an hour down the freeway cars swerving. I mean, Christmas Eve traffic, right? Cars going everywhere. Pull my car over. It's freezing out. I run dead heat, full out sprint for half a mile to get to it. Run into traffic, run into oncoming 65 mile per hour traffic, grab this thing. And with all of my might, drug it to the side of the freeway with all of Portland's now stopped and waving at me as I'm like dragging this thing across the freeway, get it to the side. I'm totally exhausted. Sam finally gets there to help. He flips it over. Perfectly good condition. Woo! It was a Christmas miracle. It was, was, it's a Christmas miracle. It was a Christmas miracle. 2020 is not all bad. There you go. You ended it with a, with a bang, with an exciting bang. And the boys woke up and saw it and freaked out. Oh, fantastic. You so. know, we you see people on the freeway like that and you're just like, oh, God, I'm so oh, glad God. I'm not them. I know everyone was just like, poor dad. Like you could just see all of them were just like that poor dad just <laughs> trying to trying to do something nice for his kids for Christmas. And uh, so anyway, that's my that's my story. Well, I'm, I'm glad everything with. made it home safe and sound, including yourself. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because a car could have crashed, could have cost lots of money. I could have been damaged all as well. Well, all is well. And we start 2020 and we today, started with a bang, by the way, big, <laughs> big, big, exciting first episode here. Yes. We're starting with a bang. We have a very exciting guest on today and his name is, I'm going to say this first and then, and then he can correct me. It's Umberto Di Venosa. Did I say it right? 
Carrie, that's perfectly well said. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for that. So Umberto is the founder of Follow the Camino and One Foot Abroad. And we, we're so... <laughs> We're so excited to have him here on our on our show and um, hear more about his business and um, about the state of the Camino right now. Um, I know that as we start 2021, um, I follow Camino news pretty much every day and um, have been watching pilgrims not flow into Santiago, but eke into Santiago, like one a day, two a day. I, I follow certain people on Facebook and, and when four come in, it's exciting. So we are really excited to hear, I think first off, the, st the state of the Camino and what's happening and what we can expect for 2021. And then we'll get into kind of your story and how you, how you started this company and, um, and what what kind of led you to be to be leading a Camino business? Sure. Well, uh, Carrie and Tony, thanks for having me uh, today, and a happy New Year to you. Uh, first off, happy New uh, Year. Uh, one thing I, should, I, I would say uh, at the moment regarding uh, travel news is not to check it every single day. Okay, I have done that for the first uh, uh, six months since uh, March twenty twenty. And uh, I've learned to uh, to skip a couple of days here and there because I'm afraid that uh, uh, things are so random and so um, chaotic, I should say, uh, that uh, the news is not a news. It's only when the news is passed and things have happened that you know exactly why and, and, and how, really. Uh, I don't know about you guys in the States or in Canada and so on and so forth, uh, but uh, in, in mainland Europe, you don't know from one day to the next uh, what the new rules will be, never mind in three to six months time. So uh, that's, uh, uh, that's just to, uh, uh, just for our sanity, uh, I've stopped doing that. However, uh, some of the news that I have from the Camino is that we are in contact with uh, some of our suppliers. Obviously, uh, my business is a uh, is based in Ireland, in Dublin, Ireland. And therefore, we're not right on the Camino uh, to say, but uh, we're in contact uh, daily with uh, uh, the many suppliers we, we deal with, whether they are transporters or uh, accommodation providers, bike, bike rental and so on. And obviously, we are less in contact at the moment because there is uh, uh, less business. But the Camino news is that People are on standby, okay? Never mind uh, December, January is usually, uh, December is usually very, very busy in terms of booking. Uh, so usually it's, uh, it's, for us, it's, a, it's the best month of the year and this month it's really required. So to start as well, the Camino has started as a, a holy year. Huh? 2021 right. is a holy year. So it is meant to be massive uh, and yeah. if you can't, yeah, if you count the number of pilgrims that arrived in 2019, we had 340,000 recorded in Santiago uh, arriving there. But that's that's nothing compared to the number of people that either don't register at the cathedral or the number of people that um, don't reach Santiago that are simply doing a section uh, in, uh, in another part of the Camino. So, yeah, 2021 was, a, uh, was meant to be a great year. I suppose... The feeling about uh, myself, my suppliers, is that it's going to be very, very quiet for the first half of 2021. Uh, 
Okay, the vaccine has started to be rolled out in the states three weeks ago, I believe, in mm -hmm. the UK two weeks ago. So you know there are some efforts are uh, put out there to to get things rolling, but uh, I'm afraid that rolling out a vaccine on millions of people, it's not like uh, updating a software on your PC where you can just launch it and suddenly a million PCs or billion PCs, whatever, you know, self-update. So that's kind of the, 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 the gut feel about it. We also believe that it's not going to be massive because uh, there is inertia planning the camera for our American pilgrims and friends or Canadian friends. Um, uh, you have to plan a, a transatlantic flight, for example, which you don't book a week in advance. Uh, so there are all of these things. And also, because the, 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 the rules are not all out just yet, uh, some countries are not welcoming yet in Europe, I mean, uh, American citizens, so I don't know, you know, they're requiring a test and what sort of test to require the, you know, the vaccine. And, and basically, we are in this type of limbo where destinations, I mean by that Santiago, some parts of Spain, in Spain, uh, uh, a lot of uh, the, the health issues are managed uh, per county, per region, right? right. The, the, right. The, the power is decentralized for some stuff, right? And so uh, you may have a region that has more lenient uh, rules, but even then, it's not a given because international flying, for example, even if Galicia uh, was really cool and was really open to people with a vaccine or a negative test, people coming uh, from the States might, uh, might transit via Madrid, for example. And if you do so, you're not in Galicia. Therefore, you might, uh, you might be liable for two sets of rules, for example. So... Yeah, there's so I many layers that's... to it because there's going to there's international travel rules like right now you can't even fly into Europe from the states. Um, then there's the quarantine rules that are all regionally and nationally based, and that all depends upon how many how much vaccines are out. And then and then you've got this this regional question that's all. But it sounds like the the different coordinators on the Camino they're they're hopeful for midsummer. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, I'd say so. We will have a few people traveling from Midsummer. Whatever, we hope that within the next six months, uh, these rules, given that now there's a vaccine, now there are tests, uh, now that we have six months of um, of, of crisis management, I suppose, and now right. we've had a couple of uh, of uh, spikes and trough of uh, of the epidemics in, in various areas. You would hope that the guideline would be so strict and clear that you are either in it or you're not and it's pretty straightforward you know um, but again uh that's that's all and personally i don't count too much on 2021 anymore i'll tell you why because from march last year i thought that from july yeah we would, we would have a bit of business from june last year i thought that maybe if we kept september yeah it would be not too bad and from July, everything, you know, uh, all the business uh, uh, run away. So now I'm a bit more mm -hmm. cautious. And I think that's what uh, uh, policies, they're more cautious than not. Therefore, it's almost like a PR exercise for them, whereby they cannot uh, allow themselves to be said to be the government that 
took risks on the lives of people. I mean, right. Right. imagine that. Like, they, they, they closed shops, guys. They closed restaurants, bars. They, they, they closed livelihoods. Yeah, our town here is shut down. Our town, yeah. our town is shut down. You cannot go to a restaurant here. Actually, yeah. they just, they opened, or maybe they did change it again. I mean, literally, it's a day-to-day -day thing. The, yeah. They have yeah. been serving people outside. One thing to, to be very aware of is that as a restaurant, when there is a uh, when the law says that you have to close your uh, your establishment uh, from six o'clock the next day or you cannot serve inside for example you lose some of the uh, of the goods you've purchased but you can lay off your, your your staff the next day you don't need to do anything in your restaurant just shut the, the the light and stay home and we cannot just shut down and, and i'll have my staff at home and we don't answer calls we're not this type of business we you know, our lead time is three to four months, if no more. So if we don't talk to the people today, we won't have them next July. Right. So we have to pick up the phone. And uh, maybe later, if we talk a bit more about the business, we still have a fair amount of, of staffing, but everybody's on part-time. You know, we're trying to share the burden uh, so that we keep uh, as many people in employment as possible, you know? Uh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's very so important. we... um the Pilgrim Lost was started because um, Car Kari and I both have walked the Camino. Kari's walked it multiple times. I've walked it once. And we've done other trekking around the world. And we were really struck by um, th gratitude at the amount of privilege it requires to go to Spain from the States, for instance. The time, like it's so hard to find the time. It's to find the money and to find the the relational um generosity to like your like your family let you go for a month or whatever and so we started to ask the question you know this this be these beautiful experiences people have in the community is there any way to have that every day is there any way to have that in in sort of the normal life and we started this in the fall of 19 not knowing that covid was coming and so um it's so interesting that now that going to going to santiago sort of off the table we've been having this whole conversation about how to be a pilgrim in the everyday how to how to sort of have these same practices of life uh, in the everyday and hopefully experience wholeness, personal wholeness. So um, that that's there's some serendipity in that I think in in our conversations that we've been having on this podcast and on our blog and website. But um, we I'm just so interested from you like to hear about your personal pilgrimage around building this business that your product obviously is trekking, it's travel, it's um, both your businesses, you know, it's helping people see the world and have these new experiences. But in the midst of that, you sit in an office and you manage a staff and, you know, how, what's it been like for you to, to, to tell us the story of um, at least follow the Camino? Yeah, sure. So, uh, we, st you know, I started with a couple of friends uh, back in 2006. Okay. Uh, and we have, partaken since then uh, for various reasons and back then it was just a Saturday project uh, a Saturday before watching the rugby on TV we would work for five six hours creating a website and the first brand was one foot abroad and so uh, the three of us had our day job on Saturday we'd do that thing but after a few months we had a website we had a few trips on the website and we started to get inquiries so at lunchtime during our day job, we would return the calls to the customers and start to sell, I suppose. 
and then we got our first sale and then we had to <laughs> fulfill the, the the order so it was really startup mindset and so on really really uh, from the outset and we started to sell holidays one foot abroad would sell uh, the cinque terre in italy uh, the dordogne in france the cabino was only one trip from Surya to santiago back then um, uh, we we were selling a Grand Canaria in Spain, just places where it's nice to walk, nice food, sunshine, and so on. After one year like this, we identified that uh, 60% of what we sold, which was very little at the time, uh, was the Camino de Santiago. So we decided to zoom in on the destination. And I would say, luckily, the Camino is not just the one week trip like Cinque Terre. You are not going to a month in the Cinque Terre and so on, but it's a network of roads. So because of that, there is some sort of a universality about the Camino where there are various journeys from Portugal, from France, from anywhere really. Uh, we decided to really concentrate on that and become the world specialist of the Camino Santiago. So the, the, the Camino was, I brought that trip onto the one foot abroad side at the time. Uh, I had very little knowledge about it to be honest so it's a bit uh, random and then uh, we started to sell the camino and uh, i decided to cut that into section one two three because if i was talking to an american person saying you're going to walk from saint jean pierre de port to pamplona or logroño it means nothing to anybody you know whereas if you start putting that into a context and numbers are great for that one out of eight Two out of eight. Okay, I'm making progress. Eight out of eight. I'm on the last section. I'm getting there. Uh, right away, the, the the name of the cities, which people are not meant to know, San Roman Retorta, San Juan de Ortega, and so on. I mean, pff, why would you know these cities? Uh, then it makes sense to anybody, and I think that's one of the key to 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 our success. Uh, so. That's in general. So we started uh, in 2006. I started to work on the business in 2008. Uh, our first staff, uh, we had two staff in 2009. Um, and then uh, we went up to January 2020. I had 19 staff, I think, to 19, wow. 20 staff. Wow. So um, well, quite some growth. Yeah, yeah, healthy growth, I suppose. Um, has he wrote? Uh, well, and you started it. You that that period of time where you you started your business was really, I mean, I would think the very best time in this in the sense that I think before. So I walked my first Camino in two thousand thirteen, and prior to that, no one had heard of the Camino. It was a very strange thing for people to in the states at least. And then in two thousand twelve, the movie The Way came out. And that was where almost every American that I've heard of started to hear a little bit more about the Camino and understand what it was. And so, I mean, and this may be very different for Europeans, but that that time period for you to enter into the business right kind of before that, at least from my perspective, that kind of influx of Americans um, and, and Americans wanting to have, like, just like you said, like I lived in Spain uh, for a year and I had, except for Madrid, I knew I've heard of the town of Burgos, you know, I, I heard of course Pamplona, but all the other towns along the way, I think probably your perspective of really making it manageable, which Americans really like that. They like, they like that, um, 
you know, sort of the logistics and the efficiencies of it. So for you to step in at that time was, was a really good time. I mean, from this, from that standpoint. Because did you know how the movie The Way was funded? Well, I mean, no? I, I know a little bit of the backstory, but I'd love to hear more. <laughs> it's very short. It's the, the government of Galicia uh, and uh, Chacobeo, the, 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 the local authorities that finance it mostly, you know, part of the really? public. I so, did not know that. Uh, the way the movie is a marketing product, guys, huh? from the outset, uh, they explained the first uh, three minutes when uh, when Martin, when uh, when you see the, the stamp, the, the pilgrim office in Saint-Jean, it's a, it's your uh, synopsis and then they start the long journey. I mean, it's a it's a handbook to, to doing the Camino and well, it has worked great, you know. They did a magnificent job then because we were yeah. all pulled in. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I love the movie, you know. I've, I've spoken to some snobbish-ish uh, journalists who didn't like it because it didn't reflect exactly what it was. Look, for for everybody, it was a good hour and a half, whatever. Movie. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Great storytelling. I think so. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we were on the right timing. Okay. Just uh, be aware as well that coming from Ireland, Ireland by a... Uh, on a per capita pers perspective, is the highest uh, sender of pilgrims to the Camino. Because really? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have a one per thousand or something. It's uh, five, six thousand pilgrims recorded in the cathedral at the pilgrim office out of five uh, million. There you go. You know? I would have thought it was Australians. I swear there are so many Australians. <laughs> <laughs> but Australia is bigger. <laughs> so that's maybe true. That's They're louder. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so Ireland was a big you know, market and from 2010 and so on, uh, it worked well. Australians and South Africans went down a bit because their economy from 2012, 2013 went down a bit. Uh, South Africans disappeared uh, from the map for us, 2013-ish. Uh, the round conversion was just not great. And Australians, since the mining business uh, dropped a bit, it has affected them and the Americans in the past uh, five years. Um, I have to say, Trump did a good job in giving money uh, back to, to, to the people uh, that used it and travel. I mean, it has an impact. Things like this do have an impact. I'm curious about for you personally, like what, what do you get out of trekking? I mean, I, I, I've read your websites. I've, I've read a little bit of your bio. It seems like you travel all, you know, pretty often. You've seen a lot of the world. What, what do you, what does that do for you personally? What does that do for your soul, for your wholeness? So for me, I come from a, a rugby background, guys. So my first mountain was 18 years ago in Ireland, Mount Erigan, which I celebrated last week. I actually crossed the, the lockdown rules and I went to my car and camped and, and slept in the back of my boot, on my boot, to climb that mountain that I climbed 18 years ago, right? I wanted to see snow, the stuff that I'm driving, staying on a car park, I'm talking to nobody, and climb my mountain. Uh, I suppose before that and before the Camino, I hadn't traveled too much. Well, I've been to Japan and stuff. Um, here's something interesting. I don't know if you will agree or not with me, but adventure or adventurers, they want to go again and again. They say it's to discover people, it's to discover other cultures. But I was uh, watching to a French adventurer's video yesterday who says that maybe they're just trying to escape the mundane of daily life. Mm. 
And I thought that was really interesting because that's kind of what I have here. Never mind going all the time. I think it's too tiring for anybody. However, what we need is the belief and the knowledge that we're not stuck in there paying our mortgage, going for our nine to five job or non nine to five. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> so traveling, uh, traveling is about cutting that mundanity of day-to-day -day life and after depending on how how adventurous people are discovering more and more of the other culture i'll tell you what some people will will do the camino i i i i lead groups on the camino as well guys i i go a couple of times a year uh, wow. it's important for me to meet my guides to meet my clients and have a bit of a good time to be honest okay and some people after five, six days, they still haven't dived in the whole thing. They, they're still not comfortable with the, with the with the local food and they're not ready yet to uh, stop what they have at home to, to give away uh, what they have at home. They still want the, the same breakfast or their own stuff. Whereas some people might want to become local, okay? Right. To, 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 to morph and to experience that. As long as it's okay, you know, you're not going to eat, uh, what, one of the, you know, you're, if you don't want octopus, don't eat octopus. That's completely <laughs> fine. Uh, uh, but but you can tell that some people take more time than others in, in morphing that. For me personally, uh, traveling is a way to, uh, uh, to escape the mundane, I suppose. Uh, it's a way to test myself. Can I do this? Personally, I don't like the answer no. If I hear no, I'll try to uh, counter argument. I'll try to prove people wrong. I, I just don't get the no thing. It's just, it's just too binary, right? It's like yes or no. Uh, thanks very much. I Aspirational petulance. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a phrase of Frank Zappa actually. <laughs> uh, but uh, so anyway, I like the challenge, and I like to see where is my limit. One thing that I would say is that. People coming with us on travel, um, the age, the age uh, range, as you've seen on the Camino, is from teenagers to uh, to older people. Yeah, yeah. older yeah. people, you know, 80, 80 years old. Yeah, more. Yeah, amazing. And what I get out of what I do is to bring everybody on their own Everest. Okay. Mm. What I mean is that it doesn't have to be Machu Picchu. It doesn't have to be every space camp. You don't have to suffer to be in the jungle to be on an adventure. Right. As long as you challenge yourself for who you are enough that it's not all ruled by money, but you have to commit personally to what you're doing. I love when I've got clients who... You know, through the conversation on the phone, they are loaded and they tell us that they can pay for whatever upgrades. And I love the the clash when I tell them, if they ask, can I be, I would like to be upgrading three star all the way. And the answer is no. <laughs> and so, oh, but I'm happy to pay. Yes, but in some of the towns and villages, you do, we do not have three star hotel. And if we start um, taxing you back and forth from accommodation, we can do it. But I will not recommend that. And I like sometimes not to refuse that to people like we are extremely flexible, but we always try to give them an adventure. We always try to uh, 
for them to leave what they have at home or the, 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 the power we have at home. You were talking, uh, Tony, about um, personal pilgrimage. Uh, uh, for me, one good thing about walking and hiking, a bit like on the rugby pitch, is that I can tell you that once you've got a pair of socks, pair of shoes or studs, uh, a jersey or a very flashy pink t-shirt, a tech t-shirt, we're all the same. You can have a hundred right. quid on your bank account or a hundred thousand or a million. Do you know what? If you get a blister or if you're foolish about it, you will struggle no matter who you are. And I love that. It's a way, I suppose, um, um, not to flatter, but to equalize. It's us. the great equalizer. That's one of the most beautiful things I think about the Camino is, is that you, you're all, you're all going from point A to point B, you're all moving in the same direction. And really you can't, you can't tell who's who on it. You can't tell who's the doctor, who's the student. And, and it's beautiful. I'm curious with your, with your, um, with your clientele, when you have a such a varied, I'm, I'm sure you have a, you'll have a really varied group. For example, you might have half of your group be adventurers and then you might have half of them be cautious wanting you know cautious or maybe really wanting that comfort and um that must be challenging to to facilitate because those are really different folks and so do you find yourself challenged by that yeah uh not anymore i mean uh, challenges uh, I love challenges you know and usually if I've got a problem I solve it I love problem solving and this is what makes me and my company great is I I don't like to say you should do this or that I said you can do anything but I will advise you I say if you do this it's the most not the purest I suppose but uh, you will get the most out of it so if we have some people in a group okay m- most of our customers actually uh, go self-guided Right, because mm-hmm. they can go on a Tuesday. Everybody now they don't do Saturday to Saturday because they might meet, they might stay three or four nights in Madrid or whatever. I don't know. So they start whenever and they finish whenever. Uh, if we have people of uh, uh, various uh, uh, mindset towards working, we like to see ourselves as coaches, mm-hmm. in the sense that somebody rings. A lot of the work we do is explaining. I mean. Carrie, you, you did the Camino. I'm sure you went to a few websites, a few blogs, a few uh, forums, and you said, okay. I did. I and and when I, I'm, the reason why I'm laughing is my sister and I went together, and my sister is probably the best researcher in the world. Now, on the, the other hand, this, I mean, so she did the most of our, she did most of our research, and I would just say yes or no, or that sounds great. And what was funny is that Tony, on the other hand, did pretty much zero research <laughs> showed so up we, started walking yeah just show up, started walking and um, oh, book. when he when he finally made it to saint john after a few delays so yeah. it's pretty funny because we i think yeah you do you do you do have even just in that in that preparation you have very different folks um yeah. so but i i'm excited to hear that so you do you do all different kinds. You do some guided, you do a lot of um, self-guided, you, you kind of really allow your client to, to do what they want to do. But you, I love that word coach because a coach or a guide, um, you know, within that capacity. Oh, Tony, you look like you want to say something. Yeah. And I've just, and I was encouraged to hear that it sounds like your orientation is to always encourage people to, you know, this is their natural bent, but you push them just a little bit into be a slightly more risk slightly more adventure 
um, in order to have those. And I'm, that, that's just so encouraging to me because I think, I think comfort is a, is a dangerous companion uh, on, the, on the road of life. And the fact that you're sort of pushing people beyond their comfort zone. And more than comfort is the resilience, the, sorry, the reliance on comfort and only comfort. Right. Um, I was listening to some of your podcasts, guys, which are which are great, to be honest. Uh, and on the Camino, you have to let it go, you know. Oh, but you know, sometimes breakfast doesn't have eggs and sausages. Now, of course, I would love sausages and eggs this morning, but there isn't. And so, what should I do? I can spend twenty minutes complaining to get sausage and, and eggs or have a piece of bread and cheese and get on with my life and, and get cracking. It, it's not the point. Um, and, 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 you know, in, in, in our Western uh, society, we're just not used to be told no. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've got the money. I'm happy to pay. Here's an example. I've got a group of 70 people. We, we had planned lunches because you don't show up in one of these cafes guys along the way. You would know that uh, you've been there. 70 people at once I mean, it's hell so we said we'll get the picnics organized in advance it's not great quality because picnics are, is not your uh, your omelette or uh, your sandwich you know the way you've got 20 different types of sandwiches there jamon con queso sin queso uh, ham with cheese without cheese which ham the white ham or the cured ham ah! <laughs> so <laughs> We know that we, we took a risk by saying we're going to have picnic. It's not as good, but it is efficient, and the efficiency would be good instead of waiting an hour and a half for lunch. Anyway, and one of the person I ordered uh, some um, a vegetarian option, and she show, she shows up, and the sandwich has only ham, uh, sorry, only cheese, and she asked for ham, and the guy at the, at the cafe says, "No, you asked for vegetarian." Oh yeah, but I'm happy to have ham. <laughs> and uh, the way that was no. He, he bugged and I, I, I was beside and I understood him but I'm happy to pay and so it's just these things that at some stage we need to, to I think it's good to follow the crowd yeah I think sometimes it's good to be told no and to be told this is what there is today and that's it as long as it's not the, the gulag or any torturous thing you know right um that's that's one thing, and, and it's hard because people, you know, there's people expectations, there is want, there is financial power. Uh, anyway, to come back to the coaching thing, for us, what we do is that we ask questions. When I speak to people, I want to know who they are. Uh, Carrie, you were talking about some people that are more adventurer. What is an adventurer? Some people during the Camino, I can tell you, is an adventure. They never thought they would walk five or six days in a row of their whole life. Right. Why would you have such? such thing like very few people go out walking have a pair of hiking shoes so what would we just would test them oh yeah do you walk yes how often i walk the dog every day okay aventurer level one no she still walks or he still walks but or some people are oh, i've done this and that and then you gauge right and then you can advise them better uh, Issues with adventurers is when they want to do too much oh i can walk 30 kilometers a day 40 kilometers a day great yes you can but you don't want to. But why not? Because you're not going to enjoy when you do the Camino. You want to finish at 4 or 5. You want to chit-chat the people you've come across. You want to make relationships. You didn't come there to fly through as many sceneries uh, as you could. 
fly, fly an airplane with that, you know, you will see from very high altitude. It's not the point. The point is spending time with you and with, with your siblings around. But when somebody contacts us, they are more in a commercial type of a transactional relationship and they believe that if they do more, they get more. And so we have to tell them, look, if you walk 20, 25 kilometers, you might not see as many down, but it's okay. You will enjoy it more. But it's not natural, guys. You know, we're used to going to McDonald's and the, the, for $1 extra, you get the Excel menu. You know, you buy two for one. So <laughs> it's counterintuitive in a way. Uh, but walking is that magic that, you know, I've it seen is. older people kicking ass of younger people and it's great. And I've worked, I've worked with students and I love to see, guys, look at the lady next to you, you know. She might be a bit older, but she tick-tock, tick-tock, she goes, not a peep. And she's having as good a time as you guys. It's just a different journey. We're all different, but we allow, we're allowed on that journey to follow the same one, but to enjoy it for different reasons, at a different level. Okay, and and that for me is uh, is is very important. This is when people open up, even if you like the mountain or if you like big walks, you get something different there that you get nowhere else. I uh, you you walked different roads. I've walked in different parts. The Camino is unique. It is unique within two or three days. You you, you make contact. You know, it's uh, it's different. I I've said several times in different conversations, but the idea that. I had conversations with folks on the Camino that were, you know, we walked with each other for a few hours and we had more intimate conversations, um, more authentic conversations than, than I've had with friends I've had back home all my whole life. And, and I think there's just this letting, like you said, there's a letting go and there's a, um, I think there's also this humility, like, just like you said, with <laughs> having someone walk by you, uh, you know, I, I, I remember thinking I was walking at a pretty nice clip and, a 75-year-old woman just zoomed past me. And uh, there was this moment of humility where I, I kind of waved her by, you know, buen camino as she, as she whizzed by. I think From those the cloud of dust. In the cloud of dust. <laughs> and, you know, it was just, you know, those, there's, there's, there's so much, you know, there's so many moments like that, but they're, they're also, um, I think people are so gracious. Like people, I don't know, I, I, I found there to be, um, just a setting aside of differences, you know, and yeah, jump in there. What do you think? If the reason why people are so gracious is because they are so uh, open to being gracious in the sense that, again, same pair of shoes, same T-shirt, I don't care who you are, whether you're loaded or not, uh, uh, we are all the same. And what I mean is that it opens this, uh, we're not role-playing, we are I, uh, we are me instead of the I. We are me for who we are inside as opposed to I, who we are compared to the other people around. Right. When we meet people around, who are you? Oh, you're, the, you're the parent of your child. You're, uh, I don't know, you've got such and such job. So we're all role playing. Well, it's when you're on the Camino, you have no idea who you are, but you still say hi. Uh, how's it going and so on. So the, the big difference for me is that we allow ourselves uh, all that. And that's complete uh, psychology of crowd, actually. Um, it's when we're a crowd like this, sometimes we like to be dragged. There are loads of uh, big events in India, for example, where people are, or in Mecca, 
so to speak, where right. people are just dragged by the flow of people. And you might want to go left, but the crowd is going straight, going straight. And, and so, so much of that, I think, is um, it's it's setting our 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 inner story, our inside orientation on a certain set of values. And when you wake up on the Camino, you know what it's about. I'm, I'm on this adventure. This adventure has sacredness. It may not be religious, but it has sacredness to me. And I'm, I'm heading towards a destination and the people that I pass are, are we have similar values. And when these are, there's, there's goodness in what's happening. And I want to sort of embrace the goodness. And, and that changes the way that I even interact with my, with my surroundings. And I think uh, we can live like that more, not just on the Camino. And that's set, what you, go, go ahead. Yeah. Tony, it's coming back to your first question. How can you live a Camino daily? Right. by being conscious of that. For those who have never walked the Camino, is sometimes just chill out, forget about who you are, just do what is right for what is right. Yeah. You know, if there's somebody struggling, simple stuff, carrying a bag, I don't know. Just if you see somebody who is looking for their own way in the town, body language speaks a lot. Just right. stop by. Are you okay there? They say, I'm fine. That's okay. Move on. But most likely your gut knows if there is something. So trust your gut and, and don't be afraid. On the Camino, I have to say, it's almost gimmicky in the sense that everybody is born Camino. And after, after a hundred point Camino, maybe it gets a bit tiring. <laughs> but, uh, so, so on the daily life, for me, what I've learned on the Camino is when I come here, I chat people. I go to the car park of doing my walk. Hello, how's it going? Just right. something simple. It's the same on the so Camino. Much. How is it going? And then you can hear the accent. Oh, have you gone right. too far? And you start the, 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 the conversation. Yes. Look, guys, that's report building. It starts at nothing. Hello, goodbye. Thank you very much. Yeah. Very and then you discover that you might have things in common because you have what Carrie was speaking about, this deep conversation that you don't have yeah. at home. But you should do that here as well. Not right. only because you see a dog lover and you're a dog lover, therefore you've got something in common. You have more in common with more people than you think. Right. You have more in common than differences, actually. Just need to. Um, so good. And I don't know to, about in Ireland. Open to it. I don't know about in Ireland, but here in Portland, I've been finding that under COVID, everyone's been more open to that human connection because we, we sort of have to. We have to be aware of space as we walk around each other and there's more eye contact and there's more greetings happening, you know, to make sure that we're, we're being good neighbors to one another. And I'm finding a, a gr tremendous graciousness under. And do you know why? Because we're struggling because yes. we are in chaos and teams and, 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 and groups are formed not in good times. Good times uh, make selfishness. I'm making loads of cash. I'm going to Cancun. You're going to Cancun. I'm going to Maldives. I don't know, somewhere else. We differentiate each other. We're all in dust and tiredness and sweat. What can you do? You can, you can have all the money in the world. How are you getting on? Oh, it's hot today. Yes. Have you got enough water? Yes, no. You know, it's very it's simple. It's because we are in tough times. In rugby on the rugby pitch, it's in the tough times that you create a team. When we are with groups, this is when you see in, in, in businesses, it's not in, in, in easy times that we see who we are. It's in tough mm. times, always. And walking is dirty, it's earthy, it's smelly. You can have, you know, but it's good because we're all the same. It's true. This has been great. Umberto, thank you so much. 
You're we're welcome. Gonna Thanks very much. We're going to share all um, of your sites and um, information so folks who are interested um, in starting their planning for their yeah. next big trip um, can can reach out to you. And um, we really appreciate you taking the time. And um, by the way, Follow the Camino's got a great YouTube channel. I've I've been watching tons of your stuff. It's really great. And I think I think we're actually going to be on there um, in the next maybe the next week or so. So we will sh we'll do a little shout out when we yes, I know it's exciting. So Caitlin from Umberto's company um, did a little talk with us um, a few weeks ago, and I think it might be releasing this week. So we will definitely share that. And then you guys can check us out and check out more of their um, awesome videos. Before we go, is there anything you haven't had a chance to say you would like to say, my friend? What I'd say is, uh, you know, I really like what you're doing, guys. It is important to uh, to bring this uh, closeness to all other human beings. And your 40 Minutes podcast is one of them. Uh, the Pilgrim Lost, if people are lost or not lost, there's still a way to find. And you're just putting landmarks along that way sometimes it's about creativity sometimes it's about something else business but it will um resonate to to different people and and, and that's positivity that, uh, that 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 we need i suppose so you know and the pilgrim you know it's inside it's an inner journey mm -hmm. more than something you outside or you buy yeah it's inside thanks so much thanks umberto this has been great. Um, thanks to our community who's listening. Uh, please check out uh, the website, programloss.com. Uh, if you want to go deeper as a part of the community, check out our Patreon account. Kari, so great to be with you. Umberto, so great to be with you, new friend. And um, thanks for getting lost with us. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for walking with us. To stay connected, visit us at pilgrimlost.com. Please comment, share, and respond.